0: I'm Jeff Cook and I'm TJ Wilson, and this is Around the Circle.
1: I'm walking slowly, I'm taking my time. All
2: I could talk is starting to run. I'm letting go, only letting go
1: with strife. I just can't get enough
3: of this beautiful life. The
0: Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships, it creates language for what motivates us, and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is T.J. Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. We're in our second episode into love songs. Hooray. Loving me some love songs. Yeah. I did do this study on this uh, for the last two weeks, prepping me for my least favorite holiday for no reason, <laughs> not because, you know, it's my least favorite holiday. <laughs> my wife is here, by the way, is because I'm not a gift giver. I'm really uh, crap sure. at giving gifts to the magnificent Kelly Cook, whose, what's your love language? I always forget this.
4: Probably gift giving.
0: It's, <laughs> it's a place that gift.
5: I stretch.
4: TJ knows.
5: Gift giving is like a sport Jody for know. her. She <laughs> always wins. <laughs> well, with that in mind, if you
0: come to, to a podcast like this, you may have a significant other that you really want to engage your type and how you would express love. And for some of you, you do not have uh, someone you're in a relationship with, and Valentine's Day can be hard. Isn't that right? Am yeah. I wrong there? That's true. I don't care about Valentine's Day, so it doesn't affect me either way. Uh, this has been Same. established.
5: Yeah. It used to be really bad for me, but then I decided to stop caring.
0: How's that work, Kel?
4: I actually don't think I care about Valentine's Day. I just care about getting presents at every
6: opportunity. <laughs>
4: and so this just seems like there's a long time before the next holiday where you That's give true. a present. And when yeah. your birthday is in January.
6: Mm, yeah. And so our
4: anniversary is in December, Christmas, birthday, it's a great month for me. Right. But now if I wait, what well, I mean, there's no Easter presents. You don't get St. <laughs> Patrick's Good. day presents. They don't
5: gotta take it when you can get Fourth
4: it. Fourth of July. I don't, I mean, there's just, I got to wait for I a long time. It so. depends a
5: lot on how hard you celebrate those holidays. Yes. Yeah.
0: I okay. <laughs> TJ, I got, I got to tell you one of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments of our entire marriage for me Yes. was on a Valentine's day. I was working a self-storage Facility. Uh-huh. I had done OK, probably for uh, Christmas and anniversary and birthday, and I had forgotten that it was Valentine's Day. Sure. And it just so happened that that day I was doing financial stuff, grown up stuff. I was adulting and I bought life insurance
5: mm, Nice,
0: and boasted on Valentine's <laughs> Day <laughs> to my beautiful bride, gorgeous in every way. The light of my life. Hey, I bought us life insurance. We had had, there were some people that were close to us that had died. I was like, I need to, I need to really figure this out. Sure.
5: Yeah. I'm also going to assume that, that you said, Hey, I bought us life insurance (laughs) just as a thing. And she heard this is nope. your Valentine's Day present. It's
0: worse than that. I'm <laughs> sure it's the case. The the, the the lack of gifts got brought up. And then I, in response, said, well, actually.
5: <laughs> so much worse. So much worse.
4: I want to chime in with charming little things here, but I'm still mad about it. And it was like 20 years ago.
5: <laughs> so good.
4: I When you are a dum-dum and you get married in your early 20s, the only thing you really know are what movies tell you to expect, sure. which are all completely ridiculous and honestly not not even something you want. If you stop to think about the things movies show you about romantic love, you don't want most of those things. Right. Um, like- especially
5: regularly like if you get a giant teddy bear for valentine's yes. day oh what do you get another one next year but
4: i i made a little clothesline mm-hmm. and i literally put like heart boxers in a card uh-huh. and some chocolates and some socks you win and i had a, a fancy giving. dinner yeah. plan because romantic movies taught me these are the ways that you do valentine's <laughs> day and i got life insurance <laughs>
0: we got better Hey, this is this actually we how marriage it, yeah. is supposed to work. Spoiler
4: alert: We made it. <laughs>
0: you made it through the terrible <laughs> so times. Okay, in in better news and good news. I mentioned this last time that we didn't have a six song that was more upbeat and joyous about their love, and I found one. Okay, which I actually wanted to start before we go into the sevens. Um, so we're going to start with the sixes, just real quick.
5: Right, six point five. Because I wanted to hit this
0: because yeah. I I forgot that this is a great song. The beginning of this goes. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell tell you how I'm
6: feeling.
0: God, make you. (laughs) I am not know Never gonna give
6: give you up. Never Never gonna gonna let you down. down.
5: Never gonna run around and hurt you. you. Cry. Never gonna, Never d- gonna say, say
6: goodbye.
4: goodbye. Tell the lie and desert you, right?
5: I don't even remember now.
4: <laughs> Only do the first half. We sounded so good. <laughs> Cut the rest.
0: I laughed all day long about the fact that I was going to introduce it with this, and I knew, I knew you guys were just going to just step right over.
6: this. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: they're going to either immediately call BS on me or. Okay, it works. <laughs> it works, but it, but it yeah. actually is a, it It's a it's a song about fidelity yep. that has been changed.
5: <laughs> but also, I I would like to say that, like, yeah, Rickroll is a whole thing. But also, it is it is a universal experience that we all know and value. Rickrolling to a certain degree, and just you know, for the heart of a six, like it, it it's easy to to sort of tease a lot a lot of the caricatureness of sixes but also sixes are a vital part of our society much like (laughs) rickrolling
4: i'm glad you don't celebrate valentine's day in your house because you're getting no kisses oh yeah from your six
5: yeah it it also helps that she doesn't listen to this so
0: (laughs) at some point have you heard i don't know if i can even say this have you heard the Ted Lasso spoiler on this one? No. Okay. It's I'm not I'm not I don't think I'm going too far on just that side. It can always get cut, I suppose. But there is such a when you were talking about this is actually what did you say? It was like part of the fabric of our culture now. Yeah, that's it is used at that level now mm. in a handful of places where it now it's stepped over the line into into new spaces and you're like, "Sure,
5: oh. yeah.
0: Anyway, but it, you're giving me the look. Yeah, great it. <laughs> well, as we move into the sevens, it will not surprise you that we have an omnivorous selection, one country music song and one punk rock song, which makes me laugh. <laughs> nice spread there. We have hit some fantastic artists so far. Yeah. It's going to get better in this episode. Better than Prince. I, well, perhaps we could uh, we could have a dialogue <laughs> about this. I, uh, Prince is near the top, man. It's true, best Super Bowl ever.
5: That's yeah. Holy crap, It's Super Bowl. <laughs> well, okay. Lady Gaga's was also uh, really quite quite entertaining, man. Yeah. I'll put my
0: money on Prince there.
4: I think TJ found out like half an hour ago the Super Bowl was tomorrow and who was playing. Wait, <laughs>
0: it's tomorrow. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Footballs.
0: <laughs> Woo. We're starting with the Garth Brooks, which Kelly is going to introduce. I I know nothing about Garth Brooks really. I know
4: everything about Garth Brooks.
0: <laughs> and why do you know everything because about Garth Brooks? My
4: wonderful mother was obsessed with Garth Brooks, and when I say obsessed with Garth Brooks, I do not mean had a couple of albums of Garth Brooks. I mean went to his house and waited outside his gate so that he could. <laughs> autograph things for her and have pictures taken with her. And I do indeed. I could go get it right now. I have an autographed cowboy hat from Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically only listen to Garth Brooks in my mother's car for the last 10 years of her life. Sure. I've been to three Garth Brooks concerts. I have even done the Garth Brooks juice date.
5: The, there's, no, there's a juice date.
4: <laughs> oh, it's from So I Married an Axe oh, wow.
5: Yeah, it's
4: It's got to be true. Gus Brooks just That's true.
1: Oh, I hated the Colonel with his wee beady eyes mm. and that smug look on his face. Oh, you're going to buy my chicken. oh! Dad, how can you hate the Colonel? Because he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly, smart arse.
4: <laughs> so, I know so much about Garth Brooks. My actual favorite thing to know about him—he is a fantastic <laughs> performer. You can hate country music. I think he's like country adjacent. That's
6: because I, I feel
5: like he he came about like he really became big at a period of time when country music was on its way to transition. Yep
6: hmm Yeah. Where,
5: like, like, before Garth Brooks, you were, like, the country music was a certain thing, and after Garth Brooks, it's, like, it's all pop just with a little twang. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Do you know why that might be? Do you know what Garth Brooks' uh, major in college was? It wasn't music.
5: I don't. Marketing?
4: It was marketing. Uh, that's He was not a marketing surprising. major, so I think that's one reason he knew the vast appeal, and, like, even... The Chris Gaines thing. Do you know about this? I, it's I was going to so ask. Terrible. Did he forget
5: everything it's about so, marketing and then so do Chris Gaines? Like, did terrible. he have a like a head injury that made him forget, and so he did Chris I, Gaines, and then had another head injury, and Chris Gaines went away. I, I actually
0: got a fun fact on this one. <laughs> yeah, you know who uh, who else was a marketing major was Madonna. Both of them did the exact same thing the same year. Madonna released an album with her with a cowboy hat on on it. There and you go. It's Yikes. it's you need to rebrand at some point. Mm. You can't just keep. Dishing out the same old food.
5: Yeah, that's 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 why the Rolling Stones <laughs> have continued to reinvent them.
4: Everybody themselves. loves every U two album for exactly this reason. <laughs> I hate Madonna. <laughs> you can leave that in too. I hate Madonna. That's fair. Well, Garth Brooks is just a titan of performance and yeah. my my emotional teenage growing up life, and so I was definitely like a Nirvana, Pearl Jam, purple hair, emo person. But sure. I would secretly go with my mom to Garth Brooks concerts and sing every single word as loud as they can. So that's how it is. I get that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Those are special experiences.
4: Yeah. And he's a, he's a special guy, especially <laughs> when he's Chris Gaines.
5: <laughs> like There's so much about who Garth Brooks is that he he's so popular that he can't do other things. Yeah. And like I I remember that there was a hot minute where they were trying to pretend like Chris Gaines was a different person. Right.
4: Right. Which if since this is the seven song, if he's a seven, this may be too in the weeds. But like much like Walmart went from the very like stiff uppercase fonts of Walmart to the lowercase like softer Walmart with Mm -hmm. the little sunshine. He went from a big G Garth Brooks to little G. Mm, um, true. so he might be a seven, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause yeah. he really likes the rebranding. You get bored if you're right. just Garth Brooks.
6: Right.
0: One of the things I like about this song <laughs> is the pace,
6: mm-hmm.
0: very quick paced, yeah. all sorts of ideas, like just shotgun at you. And I imagine it's the case that it's a delight to sing live for that reason is everybody. It's, it's like end of the world from REM where yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're just flying through all the ideas. Six o'clock on Friday night. Mama doesn't know she's leaving. No, I you're says, already no. blowing it. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah, I can just play. You're <laughs> 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 already.
2: Why am I blowing it? Six, Six o'clock on Friday. Friday evening. Didn't. Mama doesn't know she's leaving. Tis, you hear the screen screamer slamming, rubber squealing, gears are jamming. Local country station, just a blaring on a radio. Pick him up at seven and they're heading to the rodeo. Mama's on the front board screaming out her warning. She knows
1: he's anticipating, but she's going to
0: Well, what's worth saying here? I, I kind of said my first thing. This is a love song, but it's actually not really about him, is it? It's about other
4: people. Um, it's about the girl and her adventure. All of yeah. what she's doing in adventure. Every hour, she has a new activity. She goes from thing to thing to thing to thing. She keeps it very exciting. She's got that at the very end of the song. She's grounded, but she runs out the door anyway towards her love because she's living totally in the moment and totally for the adventure and totally for the thrill, which I think makes it a great seven song from the pacing to the something different every single hour. Like I, you go to the rodeo and that's like a pretty big thing to do. It's like several hours, but not in this song. Also, I can't think of night rodeos, but those might be a thing.
0: That's exactly what uh, frontier days, is, isn't it?
4: No, there's concerts at night, but there's rodeos during the day. huh so, I'm just saying it's like thing after thing after thing. And that's how that's how you keep it fun.
5: Right. And even it, it's it's not even really sticking to one full activity. They like get uh, like they head they're heading to the honky tonk, but loud crowds and line dancing just isn't what they really want. So they drive down to the creek and like it, it it's. Encapsulates the idea of always looking for something more fulfilling. Like they, they, they go somewhere and it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm done with this now. I'm gonna move on very quickly, like finding the next thing. It's the like the foot out the door, waiting for satiation, but not ever finding it because you're not truly present.
4: Yep. Ooh, that's good.
5: Omnivorous.
0: Yeah, cheek to cheek dancing to George Strait and loud crowds line dancing. Notice uh, we've talked about this a lot with ones, fours, and sevens recently that they pull others, and she's the one in charge. Right, she's picking him up at eight at seven. <laughs> she's the one who's initiating this. Yeah, right.
4: Yeah, I think she's the boss. Yeah, a lot of this has the control pieces of the eight wing too. Is it doesn't really matter what the authority figures say or what the time is or what the rules are. Right. Um, She is the boss of it. She's not asking permission. She's moving towards what she wants.
5: And and she's not even informing. She's just going. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: Yeah. However, there is a lot of lovemaking once it passes midnight.
6: Yeah. Naturally, that's
0: that's pretty much what they're doing apparently (laughs) according to this song. Different descriptions. It's just true.
4: Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Now I'm waiting to hear what you have to say
6: about that.
0: (laughs) Clearly, it ends on a downer, though. She gets grounded, which I imagine is something that happens to sevens. You got to get pulled down to earth again. And what's her reaction?
4: She runs away.
0: There it is. Love song. (laughs) Is that... I mean, I I, I imagine it's the case that uh, a seven hearing this song, singing this song, could quickly identify themselves in this
5: story. I, I would guess that the audience that this song appeals to is guys who are looking for, or, or people who are looking for that kind of partner that brings that kind of energy People who are celebrating their own version of that kind of energy and parents who are frustrated at their child who has that kind of energy. <laughs> like I, that's, that's, yeah. this song is for sevens and people who know and love sevens. Yeah.
4: I would also imagine thinking about it like in a concert setting or like on, in a bar with mm. dancing, a lot of people would sing it and not really think that much about it. So right. one of my, my brother who, in his teen years was listening to tool and nine inch nails, mm-hmm. got in an argument with my mom in the car about <laughs> his music cho- choices and how violent and terrible they were. Yeah, sure. and he was like started just quoting off things actually that Garth Brooks said, you know, <laughs> this one's about an affair. This one's about a trucker who drives his truck into the wall of a hotel and kills his wife. and like they really are and my mom, she couldn't argue back, which she was great at yeah. arguing. And he really like, bested her on this argument because people don't always listen right. or pay attention to the song lyrics and i think this one is partly just really fun to sing mm-hmm. even if you're not thinking about it i mean it's not honestly it's not a song made for analyzing right it's a song it's, made to sing loud in a bar with along. Yeah. yeah yeah it's just it's the the pacing of the song is as fun as the song maybe more right Just thinking about 16-year-old Josh Langley and all his monkey shines.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about analyzing cheeseburgers in paradise or something (laughs) like that. It's like all these songs that aren't meant to be analyzed. And yeah, here we are.
4: Have you listened to the words of Do You Like Pina Coladas? You know that one? Oh, yeah. That's like totally about putting an ad in the paper to have an affair. Do you know this? The ad in the paper oh, sure. is like, do you like pina coladas? And he accidentally <laughs> meets up with his wife.
5: You were trying to have an you affair. Were, I was <laughs> trying to have an affair. <laughs>
4: we must actually be made for each other. It's terrible. Oh. It's it's a stupid, stupid <laughs> song. But I listened to it the other day because every other station had an add-on. Mm, yeah. And so I was coming home from dropping Beckett off at school. And I was like, this song is terrible. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like gross. If I also, <laughs> who answers that? add in a paper like
5: <laughs> somebody in the yeah. 1980s I yeah. guess so. definitely um, a, a all... song with a context in time like the it's the, craigslist the terrible uh, or something i don't know how this works
6: no. <laughs> for the
0: record
4: jeff and i haven't <laughs> dated anyone for like 24 years so right. the other day i had a student try to explain tinder to me and she's like, "You should just get one, and then you'll know." I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to understand. Like, I wanted to make a metaphor about the swiping left and swiping right, and I wasn't sure which one was the good one. Which, to oh, be honest, sure. I still can't remember." And say something about it. And anyway, we're old, and most yeah, I... most of the kids these days listening to this podcast are like, "Out in the newspaper, these are <laughs> what's a newspaper? These are words I do not know." <laughs> well, Let me
0: tell you, when I was your age. <laughs> All right, so my breakup song is from Blink-182, and I think this, is, this song is hilarious to me. Great. And I have realized that neither of you are going to like this song, and so <laughs> we're just going to trade on this one with the sevens in terms of being on opposite Just sides. such
4: a, it's like a rude, mean song.
0: Which strikes me as a great way to get into the heart of a seven who's just broken up with somebody.
5: Tell me I'm wrong. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think that's, I, he's Not wrong.
1: Not wrong. <laughs> took her out, it was a Friday night, I walk alone, to get the feeling right, we started making up, and she took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV, and that's about
2: the time she walked away from me, nobody likes you when you're 23, and I'll more of these my TV shows, what the hell is ADV, my
6: friends say I should act my age. what's my fidget what's my fidget man?
0: His head is going a thousand miles an hour. And yet, guess what just happened?
4: Broke up with his girlfriend. His
0: girlfriend just left him. Yep. How exactly are you going to reframe the fact that my girlfriend just left?
5: Well, obviously, it's because I'm just young and immature. What's my age again? Silly. The second verse, uh, very similar. I suppose with the,
0: the Garth Brooks that I, it's almost as though he's telling a story. Well, this one is actually is about himself, isn't it? So yeah. But he is telling a story here.
2: jail
0: The move toward: "Someone's left me. What do I do? The energy is there, and I'm, I'm going to turn towards a prank. Mm -hmm. Mm, Sure.
4: Not going to even slow down at all to process it. Think about what he could have done better. Care about her or her feelings or how he might cause further harm. He's just running. I mean, this song actually has a really fast pacing too. And he's just running, running, running. And if he can just be funny enough, maybe he won't have to be sad or deal with his own culpability in the ruining of the relationship. Right.
0: There is a slight move to one here as well. He gets introspective. That's the move of perhaps in stress at that moment, gets himself reflection, move back into a place. But I like, I like that as a <laughs> space of energy.
5: Like it, it's clearly an immature move, but I think that it's like the embracing of his own immaturity is like even, even the worst part of this song I would guess that the like from the narrator's perspective he probably th- like why are you so upset i was just it was just a prank call like it, it like just i'm just having fun and and i think there's there's a real like there's a great example of of embracing the immaturity and 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 even the what the hell is wrong with me that's that's still it it's introspective but it's not I can I could very easily see an immature seven throwing that out as an acknowledgement of like, yep, I'm super immature. Yep. There and it is. now let's go ride bikes. That's exactly
0: <laughs> yeah. it. I'm gonna write a punk rock song and get get thousands and thousands of people to sing along with me. Yeah, and that's how I'm gonna deal with this whole thing. Yep.
4: And he clearly knows what is wrong with him because he just listed them all out. Yeah, right. So it's not, there's like a jokiness to it, but the understanding if he would just take it one more step is clearly there about right. all the things he's doing wrong because he put them all on this right. list.
5: There's a lot of conversation in, in the Enneagram world about like the, the monkey mind and with sevens. and And even we talk a lot about... How how quickly sevens move on to the next thing, but it's it's they're they're still firmly rooted in the head space and they're still cognizant of what's going on. It's not like they move on from something and completely forget what's happened. Mm-hmm. It's that they reframe it into a, a way that works for them. And and that's exactly what this song is. Mm.
4: We have a really good seven friend who has never stayed at any event that we've been at together or Like we've thrown or that even he's thrown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's never stayed at his own event for the whole (laughs) thing. And it's literally because he just doesn't want to. Yeah. And I think he sometimes feels a pressure as an adult to stick around and stay, but he usually has six or so things on his possibility for that night list. And even when the party is at his house. Yep. He will, like he'll He'll find her he has to go pick him. somebody up yeah. or we're going to walk. Like, it's not even like quick run to the liquor store. It's more mm-hmm. like, let's walk to your house
6: mm-hmm. and we'll
4: go get a single bottle of wine and then we'll walk back because at my own party, I <laughs> am bored. And I think my point in this is I know he knows it. Yeah. He's just decided that his priority is actually having more fun mm-hmm. and making sure he sees all of the fun things right. rather than try to stay at the one thing.
6: Right.
0: Perfect. Brings us to the eights. One of the things that we see with the sevens having the monkey mind, there's all sorts of ideas going on. We've, we've done this with Cambry. When Cambry brings quotes from eights and they are so direct mm-hmm. and the utility of language is just all over how they communicate about their eightness. And this next song has that element where it's just very direct. There's got to be like 50 total words. They get repeated. But it's just the sentences are like three words long each time. And this would be from the great Pat Benatar moving into a love song. I love the idea for AIDS that love, of course, is a battlefield. Mutual respect about not being controlled. It's going to be a war here. But you know what we are, TJ?
5: We're strong. We're strong. And nobody can tell us we're wrong. Nobody can tell us what to do. (laughs) It's all over the song. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right.
4: This is a brilliant eight song. It's absolutely fantastic because the brevity and completeness of the eight ideas of this is both of us, you know cuz I do believe 8s really want other folks to be strong. They don't want demands put on them, but they also don't want to put demands on like they mm-hmm. just like everyone else. You know, 7s get pigeonholed with monkey mind. 8s get pigeonholed with control. No, they don't want to control you. They want you to control yourself. Mm-hmm. And they don't want you to control them. Yep. But they don't actually want to control you. Right. Sometimes the abrasiveness of and the directness of 8s can feel controlling, I right. think. But I, I always get the impression it's more about, let me make it clear, we are not controlling each other. Yeah. <laughs> and they champion and cheer for when you are strong and you control yourself. They love
5: it. Right. They prefer it.
0: Notice how the song moves. Actually, on that, that's that's like the face that's put forth in the first verse. It changes a bit in the second verse. all the language of being controlled in this relationship, it's not controlled in the way that like I have a dominating lover. It's that somehow love has this power Mm -hmm. and there's, there begins to emerge vulnerability right. from her, and she's not comfortable with this.
5: And I, I, I also, I, I, think this is a really good picture of vulnerability from the perspective of an eight, because that, like, the thing that they're fighting against is not being controlled. And when they, ex- when they allow themselves to be connected to another person in this way, now there is something else outside of them that is controlling them. And it's not the other person, it's the fact of their love. And now they're not the ones making the calls anymore.
4: In the very end of that verse, I'm trapped by your love and I'm chained to your side. Just thinking about eights pushing you away. Mm -hmm. They're they're proving that you're not going to stay, right? Mm -hmm. They're proving that I'm going to push you away with maybe my crassness or my swearing or my bluntness Mm -hmm. and prove that you don't stay, but... This is almost like a confusing piece. Is like I I really love you, and I actually am not as in control here because of that love, and I maybe can't get you to leave me. This is me pulling from. I I don't know. Maybe I'm pulling out a little bit from further than where it goes. But
0: I think that's exactly right. Like I think she's pushing. If love is a battlefield, that is actually her saying. This is how I engage romantic connection. There's going to be a fight to establish whether or not we actually care for each other cuz she in the in the in the in the in the two verses does get very vulnerable and she doesn't want really to get hurt but is very aware of her vulnerability mm-hmm. and that's why this is going to be she keeps saying we're strong love is a battlefield that's part of the chorus said over and over again however and then the next verses Like it take it takes a while we fight we fight we fight we fight and then then there can be some intimacy but again notice the control language that that verse starts with
4: mm-hmm. and the fear part of because eights fear. are in control but if I lose control yep. will you leave me right or if this gets old you're taken off right I right. mean that's the the big push away so at some point you're gonna leave me right you're gonna leave me I that's at some point, it will have to happen, and now I'm upset about it because I'm so in love with you. I won't fall out of love with you just because you leave me, and that will be really hard for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Love This is an 8 song. Yeah. yeah,
4: it's fantastic. Even the title just works.
0: We teased this in our last podcast. I love this next song. It, uh, we can set aside the rich history that it has in our family. <laughs> this ends up being a wonderful 8 breakup song where the eight has moved into a place where this isn't curt language this writer it expands and really processes and it strikes me especially as you see all the focus on strength um, that this, this this is a worthy offering for eights and it's gloria gainer's i will survive
3: But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get along, and so you're back, from out of faith. This is, so a lot of the
4: songs we've covered, and we could have spent more time on more songs, for sure, and found healthy relationships, unhealthy breakups, healthy breakups, but this one seems to me to be extremely healthy for an eight to break up, because... Mm-hmm. She's proclaiming something really strong in all her weakness. I will survive. And actually talking about where the weaknesses were. It took all the strength I had not to fall apart. Um, I used to cry, and now I hold my head up high. Those kinds of lines are like I'm willing to actually tell you that I have been weak, and but I'm okay. And I feel like it may be for everyone in their breakup place, but also for AIDS in particular, is like, I'm just being really honest about this. It is very strong for AIDS to divulge where they're weak, but I think they don't always see it that way. Um, With our eight child telling them that asking for help is a really strong thing to do is something I don't think they ever believe us on. I don't think they think that's accurate, even though Mature adults know there's two types of people. There's people who have mental health issues and could use some therapy, and there's liars. Right. So, <laughs> and that's really good for us to ask for help and lean on other people. And, but this is like cr- clearly a person who's doing it and they're letting the bad person leave their life mm-hmm. and they're dealing with it and they're processing it and they're not just angry about it. They're actually mourning it, but naming it. It's just a really great, healthy breakup song.
3: Right.
5: breakups where one person is really unhealthy and the other person comes out of unhealth, like not be stuck in that situation anymore. There's, there's other breakups where it's like two healthy people realize they're not good for each other or they're not going to work or two really unhealthy people have an explosion and they both die. Or, uh, like, like this is, I I think a, 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 solid example of someone who's recognizing how, how unhealthy she was in that relationship and is able to see it clearly and like lay it out, which I, I think that that's also a, a quality of eights is, is to be able to to clearly and and thoroughly communicate, how unhealthy our relationship was and all of the reasons why like like eights don't want to expose their vulnerabilities but particularly an eight coming out of a really bad relationship where they were really unhealthy i think would be able to say look at how unhealthy i was and all of these things that you made me do i think they would be very it would be not not easy but 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 comfortable and okay to to say to expose vulnerabilities in that way in that setting for an eight
4: yeah and she's not gonna rescue this person either which eights are huge rescuers which Mm -hmm. is great i love being Mm. rescued by eights but she said i walked in here to find that sad look upon your face and she's not having it though she knows better she's not taking them back on their sob story you know she she's kicking them out which is for whatever the context of this is, I think you can really read in to this that she's healthy and she knows yeah. what's bad for her.
0: Yep. The thing this song reminded me of was the Lizzo song that we ended up tackling because two aggressive types and two of them confronting relationships in very powerful, self-affirming ways. Mm-hmm. And this Writer obviously is bringing in much more the character who she had a relationship with, but her self affirmation is all over the language that, and it's pinned towards the person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's I'm going to tell you how strong I am. Yeah, I'm going to
5: say it in ten different ways. Yeah, I like that that comparison of the the three versus the eight. The three song is basically saying, don't you know how great I am? And the eight song is saying, I don't need you anymore. Yeah.
4: And the three song reframes from like verse one, but the eight song doesn't need to. Nope. (laughs) Here's, it was tough. Like the beginning, this is again, a thing where you might say, this is not an eight song because at first I was afraid I was petrified, but that's actually a healthy person. Everyone feels fear. Eights might want to hide that. Mm -hmm. And so, and as with threes. Um, to be fair. So, but she processes through it and she realizes that person was bad for her. And so she's done with it. Right. And so it's very, um, just a very honest song. There isn't a reframing here. Mm-hmm. You're a bad partner and I'm not going to have it.
6: Yep.
0: Two best lines for me in the song are, weren't you the one who tried to break me with goodbye? the yeah. no, note, the
4: the leaving, like I knew you would leave me, and that's what that's what I predicted all yeah. along, right? Maybe you had a different idea.
0: No, the, that's it. Uh, you had kind of said it with the sad eyes. This is clearly the tactic of her former lover, but she's interpreting it as a power move. Mm-hmm. You're trying to break me, and that's not going to happen because I grew strong. I learned how to get along. I will survive. And the other one, which I think is a crushing line. I'm
3: not never- Still in
0: love with you. I'm not that chained up little person still in love with you. A lot of growth in this song and a lot of self-reflection on who I used to be. And now I am a, a bigger, stronger person. Yeah. And chains obviously have a lot of control imagery.
5: Yeah.
4: Both songs have chains. They do. Yep. Interestingly. Because yeah. you don't want to be controlled. That was a free song that I just wrote for my
6: eights.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One last thing I think that's worth noting, with all the aggressive breakup songs that we looked at, looked at the Blink-182 song, Immature. Looked at the Gloria Gaynor song. This one strikes me as very mature. Looked at the Lizzo song. At the time, I wanted to say, I don't know that this is mature, but I do think the Beyonce song is mature. Mm. And the difference between the mature and immature songs is the Beyonce song and the Gainer song both get in touch with their feelings. Mm, sure. And there's a move to really engage their feelings and to elevate the places that they really have been hurt and to process in ways that are constructive.
4: Yeah. So old people are better than young people. Is that the...
5: <laughs> well, maturity <laughs> no. often comes late. But it doesn't drop. always... <laughs> I think maturity comes with intention for maturity.
0: Yeah. yeah, I found that worthwhile. That that in the midst of breakup, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps for th- uh, we could expand it to the other triads. That for two sixes and ones, are they able to get into their head and think cleanly about the relationships when they've gone wrong? And can four fives and nines actually rise up and act? We'll actually see that in this next ni- in one of the nine songs. It'll sure. be interesting. Yeah. Uh, when you come to nines and songwriters, there's a handful that are are great, but unfortunately or fortunately, we routinely come back to Bob Marley, who yeah. was an incredible musician. Like I said, our, we already got Garth Brooks, got some Bob Marley,
5: yeah, but Prince. Just saying, <laughs>
0: you, Bob Marley and Prince. If if you had to, you know, actually do a, a showdown, uh, I, sure. I'm I'm liking Bob Marley uh, at least being in the running there.
5: In the running, yeah,
0: he's he's not just folding.
5: That's true. Well, uh, so like thinking about nines and songwriting, nines see everyone else so much more clearly than we see ourselves. So like it's there's probably a lot of good nine songwriters that just aren't writing about their own perspective. They're just making really great tunes about other types.
4: Ah, uh, Bob Marley just seems so non-confrontational and laid back, although he has some pretty um, revolutionary and activist music.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: But this song feels like the vibe of a nine more than the lyrics feel like they capture the mind of a nine to me.
0: This is one of the things that you feel with Bob Marley's music. And I really want to use that word. It's the feel. Mm-hmm. When you start legend legend is a album to listen to. In its entirety, and you enter an atmosphere, and the atmosphere is one of great calm and connectedness, mm-hmm. and pe- all the pieces are put together.
4: And yeah. filled with smoke.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Bob Marley wouldn't be mad at me saying that nope, at, all. at
0: all.: <laughs> yeah. First track on the album is one of his few love songs. One of the things that's real interesting is I was trying mm-hmm. to find the Bob Marley actually, love songs. There I aren't think that, that many.' Might be sure. a
4: better one. What's no that? Woman, No Cry?
0: And I have that for our breakup song. Oh.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for, for said reasons. There's, uh, the verses of No Woman, No Cry are interesting, which I would love to, to parse, but the, a lot of Bob Marley's charts, Being a Nine, are about revolution and about uprising, and, yeah. and they actually have some fairly, hey, we need to get up, stand up, etc. Um, But they start Starts his album With his love song And we're gonna talk about Is this love? The thing that struck me when I got to see the words on paper is how beautiful his pictures of poverty are here and in No Woman, No Cry. Mm -hmm. It's really thick in No Woman, No Cry. But here it is. I have a single bed. We're waiting for God to provide bread, and we're sharing a single room. And yet that's my place of connecting with you. You guys got thoughts?
5: I, I want to acknowledge that I know that, that Bob Marley himself and his music stands for so much more than what we're talking about. And we're just, we're, we're like three white people talking about Bob Marley. We're, we're not going to do it the appropriate justice. So just want to put that that out there so make sure that I cover that base but also I, I think that like that that is spot on about why I was so drawn to this song is it like so much of it is like it's making the best of sort of terrible circumstances and saying it's going to be all right like it it it's okay that that all of these things aren't great that like I've experienced times in my life where I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from. it's like, it's going to, it's, it's probably going to be fine. And that feels like the general gist of this is that like these things about our life are going to be fine because we're so in love with each other.
4: And the, in the moment simplicity, let's not solve any future problems is all over a lot of that. The music and especially this song is like, what matters is, right this moment not trying to figure out the future which is probably and i'm really glad you said exactly what you said tj because i I mean we're making a cheap exercise of all of these songs but particularly bob marley it stings a little bit because you know it's sacrilege to do it for Mm -hmm. how hard he worked in so many ways so but the living right in this moment is a space that someone would need to embrace to have joy or love and it's something that nines really are good at because Mm -hmm. also maybe the problem will go away. Right. (laughs) You know, we could walk out the door and it's going to be fine. But even if it's not, why would we waste right now? Mm -hmm. And I think nines wrongly get pinned with being lazy. Mm -hmm. And while they can be lazy, I think they're actually not wasting the present moment. Mm -hmm. And you would be wasting the present moment. If you, for example, got up to try to go solve something that's due tomorrow, instead of laying in this bed and looking at the sunshine coming through the roof, and just being aware of where you're at. Right. And it seems like Bob Marley was very, what are the nine orientations? Present, past, future. Uh,
5: we're r- rooted in the present. Uh, like we're sort of resistant to the present. That's where our anger comes from. But we're uh, past focused.
4: Okay. But not future.
5: No. No. We're not aware of the
4: Because that might not happen. So right. let's not worry about it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. What I read here is, or hear here, is a lot of connectedness. Mm-hmm. There, there is a deep desire to connect with someone. A lot of the love songs have that element, obviously, because that's what love is, is, is the connection side. But it's, again, the nine creating the atmosphere for that relationship to thrive, take place. And it's even focused... On his house, Mm -hmm. it's it's focused on this space that we're going to enter, and we've talked a lot about this with threes, sixes, and nines all being you know creators of spaces for people to enter. But nines are body types, and so this is a very physical space, and it's coming out in his language of "this is what I have to offer you,"
5: Mm -hmm. and it's it's all also an invitation. It's not a coercion. It's 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 saying, "Come join me in this." I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw my cards on your table. Yep. And the decision is yours. It is. Yeah. There
0: it is. I'm going to show you my hand.
5: Yep. The thing he has to offer is I'm going to treat you
0: a certain way. Right. Who else is saying I'm going to treat you right? That, it may be the case that all the other numbers will treat you right, but that's the thing that's offered. Right.
5: Come on. And nothing more than that. Like He's not, he's not offering that, that we're going to have even more than a, my single bed. Yeah, he's he doesn't even have money for food. You gotta wait on God to provide right.
4: that. Yeah, I <laughs> ah, love it. I'm curious about this. I have a hard time with other people's feelings. I don't. Yeah. I don't like them. Do nines and sixes?
5: Uh, you have a hard time with other people's feelings when they are messy.
4: Yes, but I also it's fair. Do you? That's what I'm asking. Nope. Is that a six, nine, three thing, or who is that? That's a what?
5: three thing. That's a feeling repressed oh, thing. Oh, just
4: threes? Yeah. Aww.
5: You're Sorry. special. No. <laughs> I mean, threes and sevens and eights.
4: Okay. Have a hard time with other people's feelings. Yes.
0: <gasps> My favorite line from our last podcast was... I want your drama. I want your <laughs> I want yeah. your whatever no, I, the list was from Lady Gaga <laughs> and you say no. 3's no, one. None that. of these things. <laughs> yes.
4: So, I'm sorry if it's okay to digress whether you keep it or not. I yeah. just want to know. Tell me about the 37s and 8s and not liking other people's feelings and how we're different and the same with each other. So,
5: it has it it's all about feeling repression. So, the the stances represent a particular uh, repressed Center so three sevens and eights are feeling repressed ones twos and sixes are are head repressed, and nines, fours and fives are body repressed. Okay, so for, for three sevens and eights that means that they are simultaneously. not clearly in touch with their own feelings in ways that other types might be, and they are not aware of other. They're they're not a, a able to understand other people's feelings in that way. Like it it's like it's like feelings is a different language that they just don't quite understand.
4: Okay. And are we the same as each other in the no, way we don't? No, it's understand? very
5: different. So, so it's it's those three things. It's they're not in touch with their own feelings. They're not they're not able to understand other feelings, other people's feelings, and particularly they're not able to understand their effect mm-hmm. on other people.
6: Mm.
5: Having to do with feeling space uh, for sevens, it it's often much more about like like they want everyone else to enjoy life and and sevens don't um, like it's easy to categorize sevens that that they are completely unaware of the darker side of feelings but really it's it's more about not wanting to be stuck so so they don't want to like they see that the the unpleasant feeling space as something that they can get stuck in so, they, they don't want to deal with it for that reason. So, they just try to, okay. in general, they try to avoid it. Okay. We can move on from this, we can be in this, but let's move on quickly.
4: I bet then eights don't want to be controlled by other people's feelings.
5: And feelings represent vulnerability and weakness,
4: mm. which is something I also don't like.
5: So, for, for threes, it's typically more about like efficiency and success in a way that like like feelings are messy mm-hmm. and you can't necessarily solve them. Yeah. So you like if you are expressing your true feelings, you may not look like the best version of yourself. And other people their feelings are potentially going to keep them and if you are attached to them subsequently, you from living your the best version of yourself. Thank you. Feelings just get in the way. It's That's
4: very that helpful. Way. And I don't like them.
5: Yeah. Not efficient.
4: <laughs> Not efficient.
5: Obstacles. Yep. They are
0: obstacles to efficiency for sure.
4: You want to say more on No Woman No Cry? I do. Do it.
0: The song is cutting. It's cutting because I I can watch movies about poverty. I could watch documentaries about poverty. This exposes the heart of poverty in, in a different kind of way for me, that, that yeah, that's just not my experience and I am, it moves me towards empathy. But it also is the case that there's just such piercing beauty in this song. It starts with no woman, no cry, and everyone starts singing. Especially if you listen to the live recording, it's a live recording from London that's on the Legend album. Um, everyone knows this song, and they've been waiting for this song. And it's a, the live recording is much more powerful than the studio recording. It's part of, part of that. There's like a communal element to what's going on in uh, in this recording. And when Marley is in this, is surrounded by people and starts talking about the past and just to put a special note on it that nines using the past as their tools for getting the things that they want this is a great example of that That he's going to create an atmosphere for all of these people to connect with each other and he's going to do so through remembrance
1: hey. Hey,
0: We are in public housing and it's not just public housing, but it's going to feel, you know, it's going to have that, that quality of, of real lack and want. We were observing the hypocrites as they would mingle with the good people we meet, but then there's the move and this is how nines work. It's, there is positive spin all over this song. Good friends. We have good friends. We've lost along the way. In this great future, you can't forget your past. So dry your tears, I say. That's a past-oriented way of coming to the world. There's a great future, but let me tell you about where we've been, how things have gone, and there's the positive spin of dry your tears. No woman, no cry. Got thoughts on any of that?
5: Um, I we should acknowledge that that this this song is not no woman no cry it's no woman no cry much like the like we talked earlier about the fact that we don't really analyze songs like this this song in in the the milieu in 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 common consciousness nobody really thinks about what what the full lyrics of this song are really about and and I think that it's it's easy for all of us to hear the wrong interpretation of this song because we hear no woman, no cry, and we we assume. And and I I I, I did for a really long time um, as well because I, I didn't listen to it, I didn't read the lyrics. Um, but while this song isn't directly about a breakup, I think there there is a lot of nineness in it, in in recognizing, like nines aren't like I said at the start of this. Nines aren't great at recognizing ourselves. We are really good at, at recognizing others, and and I think that that this song showcases like someone else's strength and someone else's resilience and and some of the nineness of like being in project housing and trying to see like, it's going to be all right. Like trying, trying to embody that sort of positive spin of, of that. Like, like our circumstances are terrible, but the narrator speaking to a woman saying, you are strong. Don't like you are capable. No woman don't cry.
4: I actually want to point out two things here. I think Bob Marley was incredibly intentional about the double negative also, because it is, I mean, I, I just, to be fair, I never thought it was like, I don't have a woman, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no woman, no cry. I always knew it was like, no woman, you don't cry. But the double negative actually cancels it out as well. And I think it has both meanings because there are several times when he says, don't shed no tears, but he's also understanding like she's going to (laughs) cry because it's a double negative, which means woman cry. Right, She can cry, and she will cry, and this is hard, and there's times when he's going to move on, take care of himself for a bit, she'll still be okay. We have this time in the past, which I love now that I know about the nines with the time in the past Mm -hmm. that you can hold on to. But So that's one. One is that he's intentionally making it both meanings. He's encouraging her not to cry and fully aware that she's going to cry. And the second one is, is that a lot of times when people do that repeat of a line, they repeat it the exact same way, but when it gets to the, everything's going to be all right part, he sings it different every single time. Mm-hmm. He has a different new inflection about everything's going to be all right. And then everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right now. Everything is going to be all right. They're all different. Yeah, And nines are the best comforters I know. They are just so genuine and good at it. And when I've had the hardest times in my life has been the nines that will sit with you in all the pain, Hmm. partly because they're just not in a hurry to move to the future. I think partly they just really get it. And it's a place where they are highly valuable and they can feel that and they know they can do something. I hope they know they can do something other people can't really do, which is just be present with you for as long as it takes because they're not going to hurry up. And so that those two pieces really speak to how good a nine is, even at not even positive this is a breakup but i think it works really well for us thinking about the nine and the the comfort and the past focus and the reframing and the, even the encouragement because his encouragement isn't not for her to not cry it's actually for her to go ahead and be herself but also get better when she's ready
6: hmm.
0: i think that's spot on we should i'm i'm going to save my thoughts on the the ending for a bit but i think that's spot on i had always thought of this as something having to do with a romantic relationship. And I think you're right that this is, I think you're exactly right. Little darling, don't shed no tears is an encouragement. Mm -hmm. That's the same. No woman, no cry. Um, and so this is more of a, we can talk about love lost, but this could be a grieving. There's a different kind of breakup song and it's the grief sort. It's the, I've lost somebody sort. Uh, I've lost a lover. My favorite quote about death is actually real recent. It may sound silly, but it was by Keanu Reeves recently, who I think is nine, and he was on Stephen Colbert. And Stephen Colbert made he he was like promoting John Wick, mm-hmm. which is a movie where he kills like five hundred people. Right? You know. <laughs> and there yeah. was a there was a line in there where Colbert goes, "What do you think happens when we die, Keanu Reeves?" <laughs> Quick backstory, however, Keanu Reeves has lost a lover, uh, had a lover who died, and her child died, correct?
4: She was pregnant when she died. That was it. I'm pretty sure that's right.
0: And he takes a moment, and obviously, Colbert lost um, a parent and two brothers, but he takes a moment, breathes in, and I believe he's a practicing Buddhist, yeah? I think so. And he said back, like, the room has this energy all of a sudden. And you, you feel, I feel it in the YouTube.
2: I know that the ones who love us will miss us.
0: That's what I hear in this type of song, is that encapsulation of the weight, Not like the, the ability of a nines to take in the weight of the world. Mm. And bring their full presence to those kinds of spaces.
5: And sort of force a shift in perspective. Yeah. Because the, the, that, that quote is a great example of, like, he, he's not answering the question. He's saying, rethink your question. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> here's an answer to the right question. Spot on. Yeah, And I think that that's a lot of what this song is doing as well. Yep. On the repetition side of things, he brings back the
0: setting of this song. He says again in the government yards in Trenchtown. I'm going to remind you we're in the projects. And then he brings up the person. And then Georgie would make the firelight as it was log would burn in through the night. Then we would cook cornmeal porridge. Again, he doesn't have to tell you he's poor. He's doing such a great job showing it without telling you of which I'll share with you my feet my only carriage so I've got to push on through that's a brilliant line yeah that is gold in terms of talking about his poverty in terms of talking about his resilience in ta- in terms of casting a light on overcoming adversity and then he launches into the end and there are thousands of people there going to sing with him because he created the atmosphere for everybody to be safe in order to do that. quality nine work for the sake yeah Ever. and everything's gonna be alright everything's gonna be alright and you're exactly right he's fluctuating it's, it's he's saying it in different ways so that eventually the way he says it is gonna hit where you're at mm-hmm. same way that Robin Williams does it's not your fault 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 and eventually bang you crack right it's just gorgeous
5: and i think it it also is a good highlight of like 3's reframe things that are bad 7's reframe negatives into a positive we talk about the positive spin the positive outlook for 9s that like everything's going to be all right it's, it's going to be fine it's it the i think there's a clear difference though that that 9s are not they're not trying to shift perspective away from the things that are badly. They're trying to sort of see that in a different kind of light. Like they're, it, it's not trying to hide the negative. It's not hiding the fact that we are in poverty. It's, it's, not, it's not ignoring or discounting even the, the hard things that we're going through. It's trying to, to say, even in the midst of this, everything's going to be all right. And I think that, that that's an important part of the positive outlook that nines exhibit, mm-hmm. which is different from the way that other types will reframe or have a positive outlook. Yep.
0: That's well
5: said. Forward, word?
4: Jeff Cook <laughs> put all the one songs... Including the alternate one song from the Beatles.
0: (laughs) I put all the nine songs as Bob Marley, except for the Pearl Jam song we
6: cut.
4: Because he thinks he's so great. (laughs) And the Beatles are like no miss, probably best of all time. Every song is just a masterpiece, which is true. And he just was like, you know, who's going to, we're going to start with the threes, build it up, let everybody hear all the things, get exhausted. And then when I come home with all the Beatles songs for once, no one's going to challenge it because they're going to be so tired and they're going to just give me this. And I'm going to be like, well, the perfect type gets the perfect songs
6: because
4: these are just, hey, Jude, like what has been called by many the one of the best song rock songs of all time has been at the top of the list for ever and that's it that's that's I
0: It's not my fault that Paul no, McCartney's a one. <laughs> I, I wasn't responsible. I just stumbled into this.
4: You for but not a, for you know what the first rule of fight club is?
6: <laughs> that is how
4: you all treat the rule of typing others, just so you know. You constantly <laughs> we, type
6: everybody. <laughs>
0: TJ, we haven't said this in part two of this episode. What's the one rule about typing other people?
5: Oh yeah, don't.
0: Yeah, but don't you, type other people.
5: We, we, no, no, except for these <laughs> other these extenuating circumstances every that we single exhibit. Time all time we we talk
4: about anybody ever on our podcast. As long as they're not in the room with us, We're, we can type them. We are typing yeah. songs
0: <laughs> and bringing forth. You will know this since you're a famous person.
6: <laughs> <So> <laughs> when
0: people don't know you, you have that mythological, cloud, fictional kind of quality. And you can, you can talk about Batman. You can talk about... Neo in ways that are Paul McCartney
4: is a real person who's not dead but he's not in the
0: room and we don't know him and we're never going to have a relationship with him even though he has sent us personal letters thanking us for how brilliant our podcast is he didn't tell me that I mean I keep those to myself
4: (laughs) (laughs) what are you looking for (laughs) the (laughs) tequila happy Valentine's Day to me
0: I, like I was saying, this is, we're going we're gonna to end with some some giants here. And uh, you will not fight me on Paul McCartney as a one. You will notice there's no John Lennon songs on here because <laughs> cause he ain't a one. Do <laughs> you think John Lennon's a one? No. Didn't Lennon write yesterday? Uh-uh. No, that's a McCartney song.
4: Okay. Do you guys hire a fact checker for all of your bull?
0: I got it from Rolling Stone magazine
5: hmm. today. Uh, I'm a... I, I check things that, that seem like they'd embarrass us if we were wrong about <laughs> this them. This one every might be, while.
4: honestly. Um, I, I like that you're shifting the subject and changing the topic. I'm just saying, and I'm fine, by the way, with getting Lizzo and Beyonce. So that's great.
0: We're going to break this into three parts. Dear listener, if you are just getting into our material, we would love to draw your attention to an episode we just released called Starting the New Year. It's going to be a bounce. It's going to tell you all the things that are on our feed. that are worth still checking out, even though they're two years old or so. But do listen to that. It's like 15 minutes, and it'll it'll direct you to some great places. In fact, if you have a friend that wants to get into the Enneagram, that would be a tremendous episode to share. Uh, As always, stars on Spotify and on iTunes are always appreciated. But the best thing you can do is share. Uh, we have been with the magnificent Kelly Cook and as always I'm with TJ Wilson you got anything else? I got nothing. It's TJ Wilson he's officially awesome and I'm Jeff Cook and who you aren't isn't interesting